go for Marty. Hi, Marty. It's Lindley. Oh, hey, Lindley. I had no idea you were calling. <laughs> it's been a while. We missed a week. It has been. Yeah, you remember uh, last time, not the last time that we talked, but the last time we tried to record a conversation between us. Didn't go so well, did it? Didn't go well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the conversation went great. It was probably our best conversation ever, in fact. Because it didn't record. Yep. Well, I mean, you know, but that's just a footnote in history is that it didn't record. I mean, I think that we can go ahead and say it was the best conversation we've ever had. <laughs> um, yeah. Regardless of what anybody else would say, oh, it's going, it's going. Um, oh, do you want to welcome people to the podcast? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the OKC Spam Podcast Edition. You're on with... Drumroll. <laughs> My name's Marty Pearcy. You say your name. <laughs> and this is Lindley, his ghost, co-ghost. Yes, yeah, so it goes. Okay, uh, co-ghost. So it goes. Uh no, I'm fine. I'm feeling better. I got sick this weekend. You know, I got to assume people who follow OKC Span closely at all are probably like, yeah, what else is new? What else is new, Marty? Yeah. <laughs> you just like your stick now. <laughs> Man, I'd love a different stick, honestly. Um, uh, You're the stick friend. Yeah, well, you know, there's that. That's <laughs> it makes me feel special. Uh, yeah. be, I'm the people's sick friend. Um, yeah, you know, we got to we got to go camping last weekend. It's something I've looked forward to doing. I've been trying to do for months and months, better part of a year. Finally, got to go out this past weekend and. Uh, nothing really went well, and I got, I got sick. So that's cool. <laughs> I'm not a camper. Like I believe modern luxuries are created for a reason. Like we should use them. That's a very Calvinist but, point of view. I mean, I think if it's a cabin and there's a bed, I'd be fine with, you know, roughing it. Did you guys do with a tent? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'll I'll admit that my own planning uh, created a tiny bit of adversity. I mean, it wasn't bad. Uh, it was just a little a little colder at night than it should have mm. been in our tent, uh, which is to say, just we didn't take uh, appropriate uh, bedding, um, and that's that's okay. I mean, we both slept. Uh, as well, you know, as well as could be expected. We slept. Uh, Yeah, we took both. Yeah, both of the boys. Well, and that was kind of, that's part of the difficulty. DJ's been camping before a couple of times, and he's fine. Uh, Because, you know, he likes to stay close to us anyway, especially stays close to Joe Beth. But uh, the big baby did not know how to act. And that became... He's like me camping. <laughs> a little bit. Only, uh, well, he's like you camping if you were like constantly getting distracted and wandering away. Um, oh, no. But also like you in that scenario, he would look around and not know where we were. Uh, <laughs> yep. 
And then I would speak, and like you, he would be, oh, Marty's over there. <laughs> uh, one yeah. of my my friends, um, actually, you know them, um, Sam Davis and oh, yes, Annie. Annie. Annie, yeah, I love them. Yeah, they, they go, they, they're campers. Actually, they go to a Bigfoot festival every year. And they just say. tie their dogs together because <laughs> one will behave and the other one won't. So, That's funny. I mean, I've got a dog that weighs 10 or 11 pounds. I've got a dog that weighs about 42 pounds. So I'm yeah. not sure how effective, but I like the power struggle. Yeah. I, you know what I ended up doing to uh, keep the big baby a little bit more in check? Because honestly, we couldn't, I mean, we couldn't do anything uh, because he, yeah, we had, somebody had to kind of keep a hold of him while the other one was doing something most of the time. It's pretty annoying and, and really hobbling. But I found a pretty large, uh, large enough limb that I put his leash around the limb. And it oh, wasn't okay. so big that he couldn't pull it around. It just really slowed him down and would get like, you know, it would get like caught between two trees if he was trying to go in one direction. It would get caught, you know. I mean, we were car camping, so we weren't out in the woods, really. We were at the mm. edge of the woods, at the edge of a lake, and a, like a creek that feeds into the lake. So, you know, um, we were also really close to a state highway, you know, that kind of place. <laughs> oh, that's scary. For yeah. wandering <laughs> dog. Well, it was well, yeah, exactly, yeah. So I, yeah, it, that slowed him down enough that it was fine. Uh, but just that that general distraction made it harder to just enjoy ourselves and whatever. It, it, it was fine. It was fine. the The weather was pretty okay for it. I mean, it was chilly and kind of wet, which was fine. That's what you expect at that time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't even get to go on like. A, a long walk or anything like that. <laughs> so it's okay though. Uh, we we had an okay time. I just got sick and came home, and that yeah. that ended up. Uh, yeah, you know. I mean, we talked about it. I like I had a thing Wednesday that uh, we both really wanted me to go to, and I I couldn't make it because I was sick. And even though it was a chamber of commerce event, I still didn't think it was okay for me to drag my illness into the middle of those people and when I say those people I mean it in the most offensive sounding way those people I mean but you you are still polite when it comes to not letting people contract a virus you have so right it's assault (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to assault people without a cause Um, without their consent well, <laughs> yeah. may I assault you, please? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, so what was it about? What was the, the meeting oh, on Wednesday? The, what was it about? The meeting on Wednesday or the meeting on Sunday? Oh, I don't know. Which which one do you want to talk about? It sounded like you said Sunday. That's all. Oh, Wednesday. Uh, is what I what, uh, you know what? Uh, it was, you know, Guess what it was about? It was about the arena. <laughs> what that was else my segue. Will we be, yeah, what else will we be talking about? Uh, and to the listener, we're going to talk about the arena for a couple of minutes 
and then then after that we'll talk about something really uh, mostly very positive and so if you will sit through the rancor then you will hear some celebration of life afterward uh, which I'm sure I'll make somehow very sad as well but, <laughs> you'll make uh, it a little depressing anyway <clears throat> that's kind of how I do but yeah it was Might about the arena right uh, so the thing Wednesday was chamber event about why the arena is necessary for the future of Oklahoma City or whatever you know I, I don't know why they bothered because even though it was open to the public the public is not spending 55 bucks on a ticket to this um really so I don't Oh, yeah, that's how much it was. Um, I didn't know that part. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I wasn't paying $55 for it. I, was I had a press pass. I was not going right. to pay for it. But uh, uh, it's funny, though, because I RSVP'd for it, and their comms guy, Harv, uh, is very helpful. I don't know him personally. He's a very helpful dude. Uh, or I should say a very helpful person. We've never met in person, and, and they've never identified themselves. By, uh, but, yeah, Harv has been very helpful. Um, if Harv knows who I am, uh, he doesn't act like it. So it's nice. <laughs> but, but what I RSVP'd for this, uh, I got a confirmation email, and also I had – I had RSVP'd for the state of the economy was at the beginning mm-hmm. of November. And his email said, Hey, did you come to this? I must've missed you. If you did, I had a seat reserved for you uh, for lunch at the press table. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess uh-huh. I fucked up by not coming to that. Yeah. I, I honestly, I just, I, again, I got sick and just totally slipped my mind that I had that mm-hmm. thing. Uh, so this time I was sure to email him and say, listen, I appreciate your help. I'm not going to make it. I'm sick. And I'm not trying to ghost you. Yeah, exactly. And he replied and said, your main job is to get better, which I think is a nice oh. thing to say. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I didn't get to go. And that's fine because it was just going to be, you know, uh, Preaching to the choir and then me over here making a sour <laughs> face, you know. So whatever. The curmudgeon. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, the only things that really probably I would have gotten out of it would be to be in the same room as the mayor for the first time in a while, and see if he would make eye contact with me. Because um, I'm curious. I haven't seen him. Last time I saw him, I don't think he saw me. I was at lunch at Solitai, and uh, I just don't think that he saw me. He had his back to me the whole time. Uh, And if he did see me, he participated in pretending that we didn't see each other. So that's something that we have in common, uh, not acknowledging each other. So, uh, yeah, listen, it's fine that I missed that thing. They had a couple of economists that our ringers uh, come and say what a benefit it is. Um, there are as many economists who say that there's no evidence of that as there are who say it's good for a city. Um, but both of them are speculative. And if it, if we look at it like a science, which it 
kind of is. <laughs> um, well, most of the experts say this thing, not that it's beneficial, but the people who get paid to have that opinion, shockingly, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. always have that opinion. Um, we are getting yeah, Drake. What's that? We're Drake getting Drake. Drake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. You know, I looked at it because, you know, one of my friends said it's not the gotcha people think it is, and he's not wrong about that. If you mm-hmm. look at the date, like the other stops on that tour, it, it's kind of weird. Like there's not – I haven't looked. It's not that exciting, but it's like doesn't go to Chicago, but it goes to Kansas City. Uh-huh. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't – I think – I could be wrong. I think that they don't go to Dallas, but they go to Oklahoma City. Like uh, Denver, I think Denver and Nashville, I think, are the – probably the biggest markets that they hit Interesting. in Nashville. I'm going to, I'm going to wave my hand in that. So, so gesture. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how big that market is and I'm not sure how big people consider that market in my head. It's what's well, music city USA, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's kind of hard to judge by that. Uh, that was a lot of digression to say, I, I just don't know if it's that big of a deal, but, I do think it kind of flies in the face of the constant refrain that we don't get big shows. I don't want to say good shows because it's not (laughs) meaningful. Um, But, yeah, when people say we don't get these big-name acts uh, because of the size of our venue, it just doesn't seem true. Uh, Plus, it's not the size, I should say. I don't think they're saying that. I think... They're just saying the infrastructure of the arena itself. That's what uh, I gathered. But you know what? Like, just last summer I saw, or last summer, just this spring, I guess, I saw Kendrick Lamar there. Uh, oh, for did the you? First, yeah, of course. I would have enjoyed that. I, uh, it was great. Oh, it was super great. Uh, and, oh, boy, the arena really shone. Uh, that night and how great it is for a show. But that was, that was KDOT's first stop. I, that was his, his opening oh, really? show for the tour. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. You know, it's, there's this, nah, anyway, I'm not going to digress into Kendrick Lamar lore <laughs> as much as I love it. Uh, but no, I mean like that's a big show. And, and when I, when we think about that, like what shows, what shows are we missing? Like Taylor Swift? Well, yeah, eras. Yeah, well, yeah, and 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 not even that. I mean, I don't. If somebody gave me a ticket to see Taylor Swift, you know, I would go. Uh, but like, I'm not seeking out going to the show. But I know the thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people around around the world, millions of people probably would like to go see Taylor Swift. She's not playing in Oklahoma City. I'm not sure an arena makes any difference in that. I I think that Taylor Swift and Beyonce, those are good examples of people who really, really can fill a stadium, you know? Um, And so I think for those shows, like building the maps for multi-purpose stadiums, that's probably a bigger 
opportunity to get those shows than a new arena would be. And I could be wrong. I don't book. I don't book arena show. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but mm-hmm. I just don't see it. I don't see what we're missing out on show wise. And when people say, well, Tulsa gets all the good shows, A, it's not true. That's uh, silly and untrue. And B, uh, if they, the shows that they're getting instead of us, probably about convenience to other locations. Uh-huh. Uh, and the fact that that arena has just been there. Uh, like it's, it's been, this is a BOK, been is it still called that. Yeah. And Tulsa, okay. Tulsa is just a, a Tulsa's been a town to visit for a long time. Oklahoma City has only fairly recently in history become important. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, Tulsa's kind of old money and Oklahoma City's very nouveau riche. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of distinction, I think, probably matters as much in booking tours. I mean, especially for pop music and rock music. I mean, Tulsa is where Canes is. Like, mm-hmm. I love Tower Theater. Tower's never going to be Canes. Uh, I don't like don't Criterion. Criterion's Somebody's never going to be Canes. Oh, well, right. Yeah, exactly. Same. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I just, that stuff is silly to me. But, yeah, I, you know, uh, yeah, we are getting Drake, though. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, though, uh, so we're getting to the point. People have already gotten their, their absentee ballots. Uh, right. Yeah. I, do, you, do you get absentee ballots? I don't, we haven't I talked don't, about that. No. Okay. I don't, I don't either because I live right next to my polling place. I mean, it is almost literally I could throw a rock there. Uh, I can't throw a rock quite that far because I'm a weakling. Now, it's just very close. It's a block and a half. Uh, yeah, mine's close as well. So it's I've just never gone to the trouble, and I've also moved quite a bit, so it's kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. I yeah. I, so I you know if I knew I was going to be out of town for a vote, I would get an absentee ballot. But right. uh, as it happens, that that's not not something I have I've contended with. Last time I didn't vote was when Mayor Holt election for his first term uh that I was a valentine's day uh yeah fair well fair <laughs> enough it was a valentine's day and i was working for curbside back then and that was we were doing bouquets mm. uh, and i was at at the shop making bouquets bow i'm gonna say bouquets as <laughs> um, i was up there what i what I tried to get the vendors to call call it, and some of them some of them played along with it. We're slinging books. Uh, they're slinging them books. But uh, so I was there like at six in the morning and didn't leave mm. until probably eight or nine that night. So I was like I was legit at work throughout that whole voting day. Plus, that vote didn't matter. Like. He was going to win, and the other candidate that got run was just run so that uh, the uh, the the voting numbers would be low enough 
that it could change the margin for an initiative oh. petition. And that was successful. Yeah, that, uh, that, that uh, petition threshold is based on the most recent, like, uh, vote. And so that was an opportunity to get that threshold really lowered. And then there was a strategic effort to pass a quarter cent sales tax in perpetuity to benefit the parks, Oklahoma okay. City parks. That failed. Uh, by the way, um, I was in LA for that election and Governor Stitt's first term. Mm. Came back. Well, just, then I guess it's your fault, JK. It is. I was not here to make my vote count. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Stitt won by one vote. Now there's egg on your face. Could have been a tie, <laughs> could have been a runoff. <laughs> between him and I just that's Oklahoma by the way side note is that like oh I can't vote for Stitt instead I'm going to vote for this guy who aggressively pursued the death penalty uh, for some uh, just like mm-hmm. well fuck that why would I it's the same thing when like Trump or, or Biden like it's only the liberals who think that life has changed uh, by not having Trump in office so um Anyway, so, um, that's a super unpopular a, thing to here's say. Here's a little tidbit for you. Yeah, um, I it's a it's a lowest tidbit. Um, oh yeah, this is for those 105 year old grandmother tidbit, um, where my dad visited her yesterday, but I wasn't able to go. He my father's in town, and um, he she asked him. She said, "So is Lindley registered?" as a Republican or Democrat? My dad was like, I don't know. Like, if I were to guess a Democrat, because she lived in California. It, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. And, um, and she goes, well, it's important to try out new things. We'll try to that. So, um, that's yeah, like, if it, um, like, that sounds like the same thing she would say if she found out you were dating a girl. <laughs> it's important to dabble in different things. Yeah, it's good to try. And she'd be like, back when I was in college. I mean, wish that she talked like that. I know she doesn't. That's kind of a mean, a mean imitation of an old lady. Of an but, older person, yeah. Uh, she's 105 years old. 105. She turned that 105 in August. And in 1913. Uh, imagine living that long. Ugh, what a burden. I know. Um, I think about that a lot. I uh yeah, but so okay, the arena. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, I let's, uh, just a little bit more about that. Uh oh, boy, the uh discourse has been stupid. Uh early voting's going on and I I there is no real way to know what to expect out of this election. Mm-hmm. I mean like like if it will pass or if it will fail, I I flip a coin. I really have no no real gut feeling about it one way or the other. I don't think it's as much of a slam dunk as uh, as you you kind of think it's a foregone conclusion, right? That this will pass. I do yeah, but maybe I'm just listening to the propaganda of people saying it's going to pass. The thing is, and maybe it's because people. 
Maybe it's because people don't want to talk to me. I, that's possible. Maybe it's, <laughs> uh, maybe not. But nobody I know has said they're voting for it. Like literally no friend of mine or associate, a close associate, has said they're voting for it. What does that mean? Nothing. I and mean, that means nothing. It just means that like-minded people uh, that, you know, <laughs> agree, you know, that's there's nothing groundbreaking or thought-provoking about that. I just, I haven't heard, I don't know who's voting for it. Uh, I know, uh, I don't know, like a friend of mine, a friend of ours in common, our buddy Andrew said, yeah. uh, he thought that it was likely to pass because people who won it are the people who vote. And I'm, now, I don't think that's true. The people who vote in these elections are typically the people who show up to vote against taxes. Change something, yeah. You know, like, uh, that's why that parks tax that I just mentioned a minute ago, that's why that mm-hmm. failed, is it was largely older conservative uh, people who believe that taxes are too damn high, <laughs> which I agree. And sales taxes specifically are regressive. You just establish that that is, yeah. I don't vote for sales taxes anyway. Um, so, you know, that is what it I'm is. I'm really <laughs> intrigued what the turnout's going to be. I mean, I am too. I am too. I think a lot of the people who I see online talking about how stupid will be to not have it and that the only way that we can do the stuff I want is if we have the thunder because we our town will shrivel up and die if we don't have the thunder. That kind of thinking and that kind of talk, I'm seeing that mostly from people who aren't frequent voters and those people who don't vote regularly are largely show up for this one either. Because mm-hmm. when it comes to the day, they don't have the habit. They don't make the plan. Don't. Yeah, I mean, turnout in local elections type of thinking, to begin with is low. Incredibly low. Incredibly low. Um, and so they, I really think that the people who think that way are uh, likely to tell themselves, well, this the thunder are too popular for this to not pass. I don't actually need to show up. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. I, I said something on Twitter a couple of days ago, that this is maybe the first time in my life I've been like, well, thank God people don't actually vote. <laughs> like this might actually work this time that people don't show up to vote uh, the hoi polloi or whatever. Um, well, and I, just, I see a lot of people who are not in Oklahoma city limits talking about it oh like, yeah yeah that's what uh nope um yeah no that's that's exactly right uh people uh yeah edmund nichols hills for that matter the village bethany mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. they don't get a say so um i do have one friend who we haven't talked about it but i saw him early days say something about how stupid it would be to not vote for this. But you know what? That friend lives in the village, so I haven't I haven't right. engaged him on it because I don't need to. As he can feel however he wants about mm-hmm. it. Uh I my feeling about it counts. Uh because I actually 
and registered to vote in Oklahoma City, where I live. Yes. So, yeah, I'm not so worried about that. And honestly, if if this fails and the state government or the county government is somehow upset about that, well, by all means, they are – the rest of the state is welcome to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Spread that cost, spread that billion-dollar cost all over the state. I don't care. Um, I do care, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just Some really people in rural will be so good. Yeah. The polling polling is pretty split and leans toward the tax failing. Um, there's a lot of people always love to say there's gamesmanship involved in that, where it's like. Well, yeah, if they say it's going to fail, then people get scared and show up. I just don't think there's any validity to that. I could be wrong. I'm not an expert, but neither 99% of the people who talk about this shit. So I don't know. Most of the people I hear talk about how to win elections are people who've never fucking won an election in their life. And they're just quoting. They're either quoting shit that they heard on TV or – they think they're an expert because they worked on campaigns, but they lost. So don't know if they know what they're talking about either. My devastating outcomes on based on listening to polling numbers or it showed me that I can't ever listen to polls. <laughs> oh, you you mean like you mean like when Trump got elected? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention to it that night. I was at Forrest Bennett's watch right, for his first his, term right and uh like one of my friends who used to be uh let's say a democratic party operative showed up and she just had this <laughs> desolate look on her face i was like what's up and she goes it is not going well <laughs> uh, florida uh, doing florida things yeah they're doing florida I, you know it's honestly you know why trump won white women so just blame it on white women like we do everything else <laughs> blame it on the christians mm-hmm. i'm fine with that but yeah so i don't know if this is going to win or lose i i I'll tell you, I, you probably got this impression from me on social media over the last week. At this point, I barely care. I just want to be fucking over with. I know. Uh, just like the amount of stupid shit and aggressively, like, demean shit. And I do it, too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like those people, like... Now, I've called a couple of people stupid. I've told people they're out of their debt. While I think those things are true, it's not very nice to say it. Although I do think one of the best insults to use on somebody when they're trying to make an argument is like, you're out of your debt. Like, I know what I'm talking about and you don't, so I'm not going to do this with you. Like, that's super, like, uh, mean, and I like doing it. What was that comment that somebody said? You have something for the mayor. And I was like, oh my God, just like honor his wishes. Honor his wishes. Yeah. And and this city will prosper in ways you can't imagine. And I was like, is this the mayor tweeting this? Like, is this a very thinly veiled 
like burner for Mayor <laughs> honor his wishes. That alone is reason to vote no. Is like is this the King James Bible? <laughs> oh, I mean God for real. <laughs> and verily, thou shalt honor the wishes of thy mayor. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I just, I never. It's that idea alone. I, and that guy keeps getting. And I've been. I'm gonna say I've been mean to that dude because he, because he doesn't relent. Not only does he say stupid shit like that, he's unrelenting in saying that stupid shit. And it's like, she's not being a dick. I want to I want to make that call. I'm being mean to him. He's not being rude or mean to me. But he's unrelenting in talking to me about it. And I just, I can't seem to get him to grasp it. Like, nothing he says. Right, exactly. The same guy who sent me articles. Like, he was like, the Thunder actually do a lot for homeless people. And I was like, like, what? <laughs> and so he sent me an article where it was like, Stephen Adams went to uh, Positive Tomorrows and oh. said hi to the kids and played a song on the guitar. And I was like, well, that's great. I mean, that's, like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But that doesn't address homelessness. That's like... That's like taking a baby aspirin because your wrist hurts. It doesn't really fix anything, uh, you know. <laughs> and same with like, oh, they did a thing where they collected, uh, they collected household goods for oh, 40, 40 young guy. people transitioning into housing through or already in housing through CSU Youth. Well. I think we all know how much I love Sisu and their mission and the, and how effective they are at pursuing that mission. Pardon me. I think we helping people who are moving like a, like a good setup in housing. It's not just get you into a cinder block room, but like let's get you some towels, let's get you some furniture, Diggity, all the stuff. Yeah. Right. And so I love that they did that. I um I don't want to take that away. I don't want to diminish it, but I will uh, by saying, yeah, the Thunder players put together uh, like funded forty packages. Like, I mean, Kyle Singler could have done that on his own and not right. noticed the money. You know, <laughs> um, nothing against Kyle Singler, obviously. Uh, but uh, and nothing against any of them. I I think basketball players are and sports athletes are some of the few rich people in America who actually work for their money. I think it's right. way too much That's money true. for that kind of work, but they actually earned it. Whereas the owners of those teams never did a lick of work to earn their right. money. Uh, like Clay Bennett did not earn his money. You can't earn a billion dollars. That's just a failure of policy for somebody to have that kind of money. Anyway. Um, so speaking of things being done to help unhouse or transitional housing. You want to skip that. You want to skip. I, have, I still have more to say about the arena. I'm not ready to move oh, on. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. No. Here's, and here's How dare the last I thing. cut you off? Well, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. Uh, <laughs> fish. Uh, the grown-ups are talking. 
Now, I now I just there's one thing that has been really bothering me for the last uh, a couple of weeks, uh, and one that thing. is the complete sellout of class solidarity from the Oklahoma Labor Federation. Uh, I don't those, know much about that. Will you explain? Well, uh, that's that's the local consortium of labor unions. Okay. Um, and that's an organization that I have traditionally been very supportive of and have been friends with in the sense that you're friends with organizations. I, uh, from where I'm, I'm pacing, but from where I pace, I can see four or five different uh, buttons that have my name or my spouse's name from attending uh, an annual event with, with that mm-hmm. organization. And they were involved in the early days of organizing around how bad of a deal this was. But mm. they got, thanks to James uh, Cooper, who, mm. again, I think has blown this uh, the same way he did with the cop stuff. Uh, they got this tentative agreement uh, for fair hiring. Uh, at right. The oh, now I remember what the right. thing yeah. And so now they're, they've wholesale shifted to uh, you got to pass this for workers' equity. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not going to, A, it's not workers' equity. It's not equity for anybody who's not under the umbrella of the union. And let's face it, that's, that's a pretty privileged space to get unless you're wildcatting at a Starbucks, you know, to get a union. Like, like yeah, I, I like the labor unions. I like, as a, you know, in theory, I like collective bargaining for sure. I like the power of the people who actually do the work. But you know what? There's not a union for the people who are going to be going around that arena gathering the trash, you know? Right, yeah. The the uh, people who are checking your bags, which I don't really – whatever. Um, they really sold the rest of us out because they got theirs. And that's honestly – that's a problem I have with the modern big big capital U union uh, is that there's not there's not actually class solidarity unless it's solidarity with the upwardly mobile uh, upper middle class. Um, and that's is our convention center a union house? Uh, What's that? Is our convention center a union house? Uh, doubt it. I can't yeah. imagine. So no. Nah. That's what I'm just Los Angeles is. Well. Yeah, Oklahoma is a right-to-work state, so unions kind of have a hard time here anyway uh, because of that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just that's been a super big frustration, and to see them not just fold and sell us out, but to see them actually promote it and spread the propaganda has been really gross and really frustrating to me. 
and uh, and that ship's. There were there were some of the people involved in that I didn't trust much to begin with, and now that just kind of confirmed my bias. So um, my guess is I won't be to another union gala in the near future. (laughs) That's honestly fine because I don't want to talk now. Uh, yeah. the people who sold us out. So that was uh that was the last thing I wanted to it's just that, that that's very frustrating to me. Sorry on and on again. God, I'm gonna be happy to have this over with. Um let's talk about the shelter. Okay. We went on a field Go trip. Ahead. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we went on a little OKC Spam Podcast Edition field trip. I left my phone in an Uber. It was great. That's true. Yeah, in the you left your phone in the Uber, and the driver, without uh, getting any of the calls or texts, just drove back. And yeah, he got a pretty hearty tip. Um, Good. Yeah, so Marty and I went and checked out the new night shelter at the Homeless Alliance as it was finishing up construction. Yeah. Got a, got uh, a tour. The people know about it, but if they don't, um, with some help from, a little bit of help from the city, a lot of help from the Arnall Foundation, mm-hmm. uh, Homeless Alliance is about to, I mean, like, I'm guessing within the next week, you know, at least I'm keeping my fingers crossed, within the next week, hopefully opening um, a winter shelter, congregate shelter that will be open every single day throughout the winter, mm-hmm. uh, starting the day they open until, I could be wrong about this, but the final day of March, it will be every single day. Oh, okay. Um, it's not going to be year-round, at least not for now, and that's fine. Um, that's honestly, it's not a bad thing. Uh, but... Uh, Lindley, you went to, so tell us a little bit about the shelter. Yeah, um, they have a, well, let's start out with the part Marty and I were the most excited about, a great space for dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, But instead of having to go through um, folks' bags, they have an actual, what do they call it, like the TSA thing, where it'll speed up the process. It's a big yeah, it's room a, for... It's like an... Ex- What's it called? Anyway. Having somebody with a stick have to go through it, yeah. Yep. Um, a big co-ed room. I can't remember how many beds. I don't know if you looked that down or not. Um, total beds for the shelter is 300. Right. And then another space for just um, women, women identifying, and kiddos. Yeah, and that's a considerably smaller. I think that, I mean, the total beds for the whole place is 300, and I think that's about 200 in the big room, 100 in the that small. And that's just me. Mm-hmm. That's ballparking uh, the number. Uh, the big room is very big, lots and lots of bunk beds. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, They're going to have a little and, lounge area with a TV. Yep. Nice. Uh, they have, I think, an important deal. And maybe, I don't know, a lot of people haven't been to a shelter before, even the day shelter, much less overnight. 
shelter. Um, but when you come in, there's actually a huge locked, fenced-in area mm-hmm. inside where people can put their carts and stuff like that. Uh, and they get, just like valet, they get a... a coat check, get, yeah. Yeah, it's like a coat check, exactly. Like they get a tag and they turn it back in to get their thing the next day. It's really great. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. really good, dignified treatment of people who are in duress. And that's, you know, you know, some conflicts that I've had with certain parts of the Homeless Alliance in the past. This is what they do best uh, and why I support them so heartily is that they treat their clients and guests uh, like, like clients and guests, mm-hmm. not, like, uh, not like people in need of salvation uh, that that only they can provide. No, it's absolutely about honoring the the human being who's in this situation temporarily, uh, and making that as safe and as easy to survive as as they are able to do. Uh, and so, having that space where you can leave your stuff and have agency with it. Having a thing that can scan your bags without the indignity of a person going through yeah. by hand and touching all your shit. Um, having showers, having, mm, you know, yeah. like having a lounge where you can hang out, where you can talk, you know, having a place where you can put your pet and then, you know, your companion animal and then you can kind of relax a little bit more. It's like I was saying about our camping trip, having those dogs with us really raise the difficulty level of our trip. And so it's not different for people who live outside. They love their companion animal, just like you and I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so being able to like, okay, the most important thing in my life is this animal. And that animal is safe right now. I can breathe. You know? I can rest. Yeah. Well, and they have these big roll-up doors, too, that were really great if, you know, yeah. it is a nice enough day. You can let in in the evening a little bit of fresh air. Cause that's Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, that's um, details that we saw that probably aren't as forward, not probably, definitely aren't as forward-facing. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, uh, we've seen a problem at the jail throughout its, its lifespan so uh, far that yeah. – that like sewage um, is it obviously uh, sewage is a huge infrastructure issue for any place where a lot of people are going to be. Um, right. So the jail, similarly, a shelter with 300 people every day, potentially um, that's a, that's pretty tall order uh, handling all of that waste. And so places that are that big have a machine called the called a ridiculously called a muffin mm. monster, and yep. basically what that does is grinds up everything that goes through the toilet so that it doesn't block the sewage line. Mm. Most of these are not just interior; usually they're kind of subterranean, buried. Well, so yeah, they're buried. So these are these are above ground. And they have two of them. So if mm-hmm. one gets clogged up and breaks down, 
the other one can still then work while that's getting repaired um, so that they shouldn't have an interruption in service, which is not just difficult, it's incredibly dangerous. And mm -hmm. so can't really have that. It's the kind of thing that makes it close down for a couple of days. So like you could see the cascade of problems that hopefully we won't have to face because of good planning. Uh, and, you know, I'm not, I don't believe in public-private partnerships as a, mm -hmm. as a solution for problems. We're swimming in, and so I really want to shout out. Yeah, and there's um, important. There you are. There's like there's what? subtle details too that I appreciated. Like at the checking desk, there's a lower area for folks in wheelchairs. Like those kinds of things that are thought out that add to the dignity of you're coming as a client here. Yeah. You were kind of breaking up a little bit in there, uh, so I'm just going to restate what you said, which is like there are a lot of details, like uh, like you said, doors that are wide enough for uh, mm -hmm. for wheelchairs, like uh, uh, accommodations for mobility devices and accommodations for other less obvious uh, disabling conditions. We we were shown one room that will be a room for uh, people in extreme duress from specifically, say, mental health crises. Uh, there's no immediate solution in those situations. And the way the law is, frustratingly, unfortunately, transport has to be done by, well, that law has changed, but still in Oklahoma City, that's, that transport's going to be done by, by the police, most likely. Um, uh, and so having a space where they can be safe uh, from uh, and they can be safe and they can be sequestered from the larger uh, population at the shelter. Uh, this is a space that's going to have probably three beds and hopefully will never be full. That room will hopefully right. never be full. And it's temporary, not in the sense of a couple of days temporary, but more for a number of hours temporary mm -hmm. place for somebody to to relax and rest and be safe um so that's i think that's just a really great detail that again that's one of the things that maybe people wouldn't have thought of if mm -hmm. they weren't in the industry um we we'll said we ran into a couple of good friends of mine of course we saw uh taylor who's their communications professional and mm -hmm. uh, just a real go-getter and a real cool person. But also we saw Dan Strawn, executive director of Homeless Alliance, and a, and a good and important friend of mine who still likes me, even though I'm a major <laughs> shit talker. Um, <laughs> and we saw my friend Robert Stonebreaker, um, who I was <laughs> very obviously really enthused to see. And I don't really show that kind of enthusiasm very often. Uh -huh. so, um, when we saw me get real excited to see a friend. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. And we saw, uh, so he, uh, Robert is, uh, gosh, that's a guy with just a ton of experience, lived experience and work experience 
in that community and specifically at the shelter. He's, man, I met him before I started work out there and he was at the day shelter. And so he's been around for all those years. He's just great. And then we ran into my friend and, and, and colleague, son, Risa, uh, Nowicki, uh, who's going to be one of the supervisors. She's in that, she's changed positions since I worked there and it's hard for me to keep track. She's in some sort of supervisory position for shelters uh, through the Homeless Alliance. So, uh, but yeah, just like knowing really great people are still involved in it and are making this a safe place uh, for people to ride out some really difficult conditions. And you know what I'm going to say about that whole thing uh, is that I hate, hate that we have to have it. So it's hard for me to say I'm so happy we have this. I'm so excited to have this. That enthusiasm is absolutely tempered with soul-deep grief that it must mm-hmm. exist in our community. And I can't help but tie that to the talk about the arena. Oh, we're coming full circle. Yeah, well, I mean, it's fundamentally why I'm upset about this arena deal. Not only is it a bad deal for all of us, it will take incredible resources away from life-saving activities in our community. And to say we have to have that in order to do the other means that you're saying, whether you want to say it or not, whether you're comfortable with the idea or not, ultimately you're saying it is more important for us to get that than it is to save X amount of lives over the course of the next six years. Or Entertainment longer. is more important than being implied. Right. Because people absolutely will die waiting mm-hmm. for things to get better. And we have an opportunity to make things better if we use those resources appropriately instead of building a house for billionaires. That's <laughs> my soapbox. I hope people trip over it this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that's my thing, Lindley, and I'm I'm sorry to be such a broken record. I'm sure that you and Joe Beth in particular are fucking <laughs> sick of hearing me talk about this shit. We're almost to the finish line. <laughs> we are. And then what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> We're going to find something else to be pissed off about. It's fine. Oh, fine. I'm already working on it. Don't 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 worry about it. <laughs> Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? You mentioned Lois, and I do want to make sure we record at some point just I an know. episode about elder care. It's just such an important yeah, issue, and it's something that it we're is. facing increasingly as our parents get uh, get into that age bracket where they need care. Um, There's so, not 105, but... <laughs> well, sure. Uh, you know, my folks are in their 70s. Yeah. I'm the youngest uh, in my family, uh, oh, and so okay. my folks are boomers. Uh, they're they're older than your folks by a margin. Yeah, mine are mid sixties, early and mid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Lois is a national treasure. 
but I like that idea of exploring topics. And if anybody has any suggestions of things they want to hear us talk about for a while, feel free to drop us a line. Yeah, please do. Um, yeah, please tweet at either of us, both of us, uh, my personal, my OKC span. Um, I would say just tweet at Lindley's personal. Please don't tweet at the org. Uh, oh, please don't. About our podcast. Let's just make sure that we are reminding you those two things are separate. Um, the opinions expressed in this podcast belong to Lindley and Marty. They do not reflect on any organization that we participate in or support. Uh, those things are compartmentalized uh, thoughtfully and carefully. Um, it's not too so, late to come pack menstrual products tomorrow. How about um, it? That's tomorrow. Uh, that's tomorrow, November one 18th. to three. Mm-hmm. One to three. And what's what's the location for that again? Downtown-ish. It's 100 Northeast 5th Street. So right up against 235 on 5th. Between 5th and 4th. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's real close. Yeah. You can stop by Junction Coffee on your way over there. I just plug Junction because I like them there. Nick, Nick is a good dude, Nick Bollinger. Um, <laughs> well, Lindley, as always, I appreciate your time. That went quick for an hour. It did. Uh, yeah, it that's really wild. fast. Um, well, um, to us, probably the listeners, like, <laughs> the did people. not go that fast. Wrap it up, guys. <laughs> um, so, okay, thank you, as always, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Lindley, for being the best co-ghost a podcast could hope for. Um, Man, it's always a pleasure, Marty. (laughs) Not always, but okay. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's it for this week. I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye.